0: EFTM.
1: Tech, cars, lifestyle. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long. EFTM. G'day and welcome. Thank you for downloading and thank you for being here. The EFTM podcast. Talk back technology at its finest. If you've got a tech question, well, I'm here to help, um, not just to read your emails, but to take your calls. And uh, I will get you on the show. If you've got a question, you send me an email via the website eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. Uh, I get the email and uh, be very upfront and open about it every Tuesday morning. I download the list of emails that have come through, print them out, and I sit here for an hour or two just trying to ring people. And if you don't answer, I don't get you on, and I'm sorry. Um but I try my best to get as many people as I can before the time runs out and I've got to have lunch and then go home and pick up the kids. That's my day. Um, but that's the plan is to hear your calls and help you out as best I can with my advice or my thoughts. Um, it came about because I used to do this on the radio all the time and used to then get so many extra calls and emails that I thought I'd just do a show about it. So I still do this on 6PR every week and um, Stephen Fennick does this on 2GB. It's, it's just what we do. We, talk to, we love talking tech, so if you've got a tech question, that's why the email's there for you to send. Just go to the website, eftm.com. A bunch of calls this week on a whole range of things from internet connectivity, as is regular, from TV buying to mobile phone buying, and even we'll talk passwords if we can get in touch with all those people. So lots to get through. Plus, I want to talk about laptops this week. I've got three beautiful laptops here um, that I just think fit a really great great Place in the market, um, and probably are not within the consideration of a lot of people. So we'll talk about the Huawei MateBook range um, on the show, and whew, drum roll, big giveaway, big, like massive, and I just mean massive in terms of value. I mean massive in terms of we're going to need a bigger, bigger boat. All right, now I know where that phrase comes from. I can say it with some confidence. And we're certainly going to need more than a car to deliver it to you. We're going to need a van, a big van, to get this to you. Uh, so I'll tell you all about that coming up here on the EFTM podcast. All right, the EFTM podcast. Travel along with you. If you've got a question, go to the website, EFTM.com. That's all you got to do, get you on the line. G'day, Judy. Hello. How can I help you?
0: I was wondering, the password situation is driving me bonkers. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it, is it the, the passwords, when you go into certain sites mm. and it comes up with a Google weird one, are they safe and okay to use and how, how do we then keep on using them?
1: So you're talking about a password that is suggested by Google, you're using Google Chrome, are you? Yes. So oh, here's my situation. I've never used the suggested password, but... It's not because of security. It's because how am I ever going to know it if I'm on another device or somewhere else or not using Google? Do you know what I mean? That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Because I I use an iPhone often and I get Apple suggesting passwords as well. Now, if you use Google Chrome 99% of the time on all the devices you use, then yeah, just lock it away. Make it happen. Um, yep. it's a great system, it's completely secure, the passwords are massively robust because they're really complicated um, yes. and, and you know you can you know view your passwords on Google Chrome as well as long as it's you and you're logged in. You can actually yep. go into settings and you can click on passwords and give your, give your own you know, yep. computer password and you can unlock and, and view all of your passwords so you can write them down yep. if you need to yep. um, but, but there's no way of seeing them outside of Google Chrome. Um, right. So that's my only negative about it. But it's a strong suggestion of a password, which is a win, and yep. it's a great place to store your password. So I, I pretty much use Google to store all my passwords. Um, yep. But I'll be honest with you, Judy, that, and I've said this before, it's not the best security advice, but I'm a realist. Um, yep. I have maybe four passwords. Yep. They are all complicated, big, yep. long passwords. And my advice always about passwords is, Make them not upward, but multiple words. So yes. sit in front of yourself and look around for three completely separate things. So I've got a photo, an earpiece, and a microphone. Uh, those three things together don't really make sense. They don't. They wouldn't be used together in a sentence. So let's go with those things. Then yes. let's capitalize something in each of those words. Maybe the T in photo, um, but it doesn't matter which letters. But capitalize some letters. And then throw in a bloody hashtag and a number in between some of the words as well. Sounds ridiculous and complicated, but trust me, when you type that the first two times and then you write it down, do yourself some, you know, um, do lines like you're in trouble at school, write it down 10 times. You'll remember it very quickly because it's a a photo earpiece microphone and I'll remember where the the, uh, capital was and the numbers and the letters. And... And you do that for I say 3. I've got 3 passwords, let's just say primarily. Mm-hmm. One yep. password for my email, my Google account. No yep. other service in the world shares that password. Because if I share that if I use that password on a shopping site and that shopping site gets hacked, my email is ready to be compromised.
0: So oh, your email
1: your email password is the most important one I believe than anything else. And then you create another password that you might use across a couple of sites, like maybe it's your social media password, and you sh- and you will share that across, you know, Instagram and Facebook or something like that, right? And then mm-hmm. you have another password, which is again, it's words put together with numbers, but it's easy for you to remember because you use it pretty much everywhere else, your shopping sites and all that kind of palaver. And look, you up, you try and update all three of those passwords once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. If you do those things you don't need a password manager because you'll remember it. And you know what? In two years when you try to log into that thing, you'll actually remember that password from two years ago and you'll try it. Um, You've always got the option to reset a password. As long as you've got access to your email, your email is the most important thing. And the last thing I'd say while I'm on a soapbox is, Don't forget the two-factor authentication, setting up the mobile phone on Facebook, on email and everything. So even if I was to broadcast right now and give you my email address and password, you can't log in because you've got to have my phone to be able to log in. So that's how I handle security in terms of passwords. It sounds, when you say it out loud and listen to me like this, it sounds ridiculous, but trust me, sit down and create a password. Just do one tonight for your email. Change your password tonight for your email. Make it a cracker, three words, some letters, capitals, and a, and a symbol. Make yep. it a good one and use it for the next week or so, logging in, logging out, and then go, oh, this is actually easy to remember than I thought. And then slowly but surely, every time you log into somewhere else, change the password for that as well to something, something else, but don't ever share your email password with another site. Oh,
0: thank you very much. That makes a lot of sense, actually. All thank right.
1: you. good luck. Happy passwording. Thank you, Trevor. (laughs) Good on you, Judy. And if you've got a question like Judy, you can go to the website as well, eftm.com. Happy to help. Um, uh, uh, As I said, let me be clear. If you're a security nerd, using the same password on multiple sites is not the advice the security nerds give. But I'm a realist, and I know that remembering 25 passwords is hard. So you think of it like a pyramid. Not a pyramid scheme, a pyramid. The most important passwords at the top, that's your email. Your bank might come alongside it or next to it. Maybe that's unique as well. But then after that, you, you share, as long as they're strong, secure, long passwords, multiple words, letters, numbers, and uh, capitals, um, and characters, as long as they're strong passwords, share it across a couple of sites. And then you have your bank a password for things that really can't cost you money Um sites that you just log into because you've got to be a member, like forums and things like that. you um, Share them, that's okay. But When when you update them every six months, you create a level, level of safety and security over any potential hack that might occur there. All right, that's the way I roll. Let me know what you think. If you've got a better way of approaching things, let me know. I know a lot of people use 1Password and password managers and all that stuff. I just never got into it. Mainly because I change devices so regularly, it becomes more trouble than it's worth. Always happy to hear from you. Let me know what you do with your password. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a question, you know where to go. Debbie did just that. G'day, Debbie. How are you? Good, thank you. What can I do for you?
0: Um, well, I'm trying to decide what to do about the um, uh, my grandson's Christmas present. Mm. <laughs> And we've obviously left it way, way too, too
1: late. <laughs> <laughs> what? How old's the grandson?
0: Ah, uh, ten. He's
1: ten. Okay. What does he want?
0: Well, he's um, looking at the. Um, oh, I've gone blank.
1: Let me guess. A PlayStation Five.
0: PlayStation Five Man. or four. He. It doesn't really matter. What has he
1: got now? Anything?
0: He's got a no. He doesn't. Okay. His, his brother has one, but he hasn't got one.
1: Himself. Oh, what's his brother uh-huh. got?
0: Um, a PlayStation.
1: And how old's his but brother? I
0: think he's only seven.
1: Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Brother has one's one's probably more an older
0: technical than the other.
1: <laughs> okay. Still, that's that's super young to be on the on the games. That's good. Getting him get him mm-hmm. started early. Yeah. Um. So it's a really interesting problem, not just because of the supply issues, but because, um. You're buying into an ecosystem, yeah. And and if I can make it, um, I'll try and help you understand by saying, yeah. if you buy a PlayStation, then yeah. then he's got to make the plays Xbox. Then there's right. certain games that they can play together, but yeah. there's plenty of games that you can't. So right. my kids love right. playing Forza Horizon Five, where you drive around you. You smash into things, you collect cars, it's just good fun. Oh, yeah, sounds um, good. And they play online every weekend, they're teaming up with their mates and they play on the internet with their mates. Uh, right. Um, and to be honest, I can't think of too many times my kids have asked to play the PlayStation. So their mates, I don't think, have a lot of PlayStations.
0: Oh, right, so they're Xbox.
1: So they're Xbox. So, but that's just my kids, right? It, it absolutely yeah. could change block to block, house to house. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there's a PlayStation already in the house, there's obviously a yeah. benefit to, to being... In one ecosystem, but there's yeah. also a benefit to having both. both um, yeah. Now I don't know how um, territorial they are, but you'd like to think they're sharing and stuff. So you know, one might play the Xbox, one might play the play the PlayStation and the like. Yeah. The bottom line is, uh, do you know how much a PlayStation is, by the way?
0: Yes, I've been looking at
1: them. <laughs> you're be a very generous, grandmother. This Christmas, I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know, you're going to be up for 850 bucks if you find a PlayStation Five.
0: If you find one, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, maybe I, the, the I,
1: Xbox is the way. I'd be happy to help you try and locate one, Debbie. Very, yeah. very happy to help. Um, oh. It's a lot of money for a 10-year-old to get a PlayStation 5. When in reality also, I look at it and I go, all the games my kids are playing on the PlayStation, yeah. um, apart from the couple they got when we first got the PlayStation 5, which are pretty much built for PS5 and, you know, to demonstrate it, most yeah. of the games still work on PS4. Like the games that I'm playing, you can just still buy the PS4 version. It's just... Same game, All but right. just doesn't yeah. like, And unless they've got, I mean, what's mum and dad got in terms of a television? Have they got the latest and greatest, most amazing TV? No. The, but it's a decent one, but
0: it's not It's what I'd call the latest greatest.
1: Look, a PlayStation 5, to really look better than a PlayStation 4, needs a very expensive television. There are All some right. differences in everyday gameplay, don't get me wrong. There's reasons yeah. to, to like it. And you're future-proofing. You, if you buy a PlayStation 5, you're absolutely... Buying for the long term, and that's going to last yeah. them five or six years. Um, yeah. so look, if, if you're all in and willing to buy them a PlayStation 5, grandmother of the year, I'm worried about the seven year old being filthy. That the, at the <laughs> oh, this is, I'm just trying to you know, worry yeah. about Christmas lunch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> What's what's the seven year old going to get if the 10 year old's getting a PS5? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know how – I'm just – I'm happy to help you find a PlayStation 5 off the air. Yeah. I'll do that with you. But yeah. I am, I'm cautious that you You know that you're buying something at the very top end that could create drama with a seven-year-old. And also, yeah. you know, dangling the carrot of what about an Xbox Series S? Yeah, um, which well, is, that's – An Xbox Series S, the, the white one, is very yeah. easy to get is excellent. Oh. It's what I play. every Every day when I'm playing Forza, I play the Series S. I don't Series need the X. Series S, right Yeah, around. so it's it's slightly more affordable. Um okay. It's a nice little white, sleek little console. You've um, probably
0: got more chance of getting it.
1: I think you'll get one almost immediately.
0: Right, okay.
1: Um, but the disappointment on a child who's expecting a PlayStation and unboxing oh. an Xbox could be e- epic. No, no. He's,
0: he's Like I said, he's not that.
1: Do yeah, you have is, any idea what is, games he, he's keen to play or has been playing?
0: Um, oh, gosh. It's Motherwood now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they like to do that building the cities. and.
1: Have you seen him play Minecraft? or?
0: My, oh, he loves Minecraft,
1: yes. Yeah. You can't play Minecraft on a PlayStation.
0: No, but he's got it on something else. I'd he's
1: got say. it on like a computer or a yeah, tablet or
0: yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He's got it on the tablet. So well, you really, and I, you and really I, don't teaching... know enough about the, the kids' gaming to really be be sure. Um, no. Any kid with worth their salt is asking for a PS Five because yeah. it's the the thing the thing to have, right? <laughs> mm. um, so, but this child
0: isn't that tech savvy. All right. And into it that bad, badly, so I you're really I'm really going leaning towards that Xbox now.
1: Oh, I think even I'm going to look right now. I, I think even Big W would sell the Xbox, and if they've got stock of the Series S, then it's a massive win. Uh, yeah. Xbox consoles, Xbox Series S. Oh, it says coming soon. Four ninety nine for an Xbox Series S. Oh, that's that'd be perfect. It's a lot cheaper, um, yeah. And trust me, it's still shiny, new, and amazing. It's what I yeah. use. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The, and like you said, it makes sense if there's already one
0: PlayStation in the place. Have something. That's different. the other
1: thing. And if the the PlayStation's going to be an older version, right? It's not going to be a yeah. five. So yeah. what you've got there is two excellent consoles. They're going to let's say he's got a PS4, um, yeah. a seven year old. They've got two great consoles, and yeah. then. Uh, the biggest challenge you've got with a 7- and 10-year-old is in three years, four years, and five years, they're going to want something completely different. My 15-year-old, turning 15, has access to, and this is going to annoy you, but in our house, an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series S, a PlayStation 5, a PlayStation 4, and another PlayStation <laughs> 4. And you know what he wants for bloody Christmas? The money to buy a PC to, to, to game on. And the 10-year-old wants a laptop to game on. I'm like... You've got every, you've got (laughs) got more televisions than people in this house, as my wife often says. We've got more gaming consoles than children, yet they want something different. (laughs) Tell (laughs) me how that works. So I want you you to go and have a look and see what you can find, Debbie. And if you do not find what you need in the next few days, I want you to email me back and and remember that I'm an idiot and just say, we spoke on the podcast. And I will help you find one. Okay? okay, that'll
0: be so brilliant. So if you can't find that's...
1: one locally and easily, yep. get back in touch. I will get you one,
0: okay? Yeah, no, that's that's brilliant. I'm going to go and look for one now. Good on you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Help. You too. I think we, oh, we've put
1: our Christmas tree up, so I think we can say that now. Uh,
0: yeah, it's not quite
1: the first, but yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's been a bugger of a year. It's so let been a bugger yeah, of a yeah. year. Put the Christmas tree up, trust me. <laughs> yes. All right, oh, good oh, on okay. you, Debbie. Cheers. Thank
0: you so much. Thanks. Radio. Good on you. Bye.
1: And if you've got a question like Debbie, uh, get in touch. Can't help everyone, but will do my best to help as many as I can. Um, yeah, bugger it. Merry Christmas, everyone. So I got a three laptops delivered last week from Huawei. And I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I've reviewed a Huawei uh, product. Um, but... It was, uh, it was good to unpack them because I think it was last year, in fact, I reviewed the MateBook X and it was impressive and I um, so I was happy to have another look at them and I unboxed them all and then I had a good chat with Huawei because I need to understand what was the deal with them because to be honest, they all look quite similar um, and there's three products in this family and that's what I want to call it, a family of products, the MateBook family and I think what I like about it is if you look at, most retailers, JBs, Harveys, all that kind of stuff, um, then you look at one brand, you'll see heaps and heaps of models just incrementally with different specs and things, but um, and different prices, which is fine because they've got to compete in every price point, right? They've got to compete across every price, across everything. Because there's so much, you know, competition in that space, and also they don't sell the same laptop to Office Works. They sell to JBS. They sell to Harveys because they don't want people to be able to price match. So there's a slightly different configuration of memory or something like that. Whereas the like think about Apple, right? Apple have MacBook, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, whatever. There's there's a very simple range. Now of course you can customize it, but the the core range is quite simple. Huawei's gone, frankly, as simple if not more than Apple. The MacBook. D14 is the base model. The MateBook 14, and then the MateBook X Pro. Now, the X Pro is $2,999. Cracking price, (laughs) big price, but it's a 13.9-inch, like, super super slim, uh, core i7 processor, uh, 14.6 mil thick, 1.3 kilo. Like, it's a premium product. It's got that um, diamond chamfered edge around it. Um, Yeah, it's beautiful. Touchscreen. And the screen is like, screen to body ratio I think is something like 91%. Like it's a lot. It's, it feels like a 4mm bezel around the outside. I think the best I've seen, It's, it's it looks similar to me to, to to the new MacBook Pros, but the best I've seen is probably a Dell and I think this challenges that in every way. And it does that because it's got that little pop-up webcam on the function key. We've seen this before. I don't mind it. I wouldn't use it personally because I I'm kind of, Sounds egotistical. I need to look more professional like I need front on proper TV style framing when I'm doing a, a Zoom call because I'm trying to impress people by selling something to them or whatever so I would prefer not to have the chin up thing uh, but it's the perfect place for a webcam because you don't use it that often you know it's protected if it's down done deal um if you buy the Matebook X Pro, there's a Huawei Free Buds Pro offer at the moment, which is cool. That's a $329 set of headphones. Awesome. Mid range product, the Huawei Matebook 14, also slim, also metal body construction, $17.99. Again, big screen, stretched to the edge, and all that kind of stuff. Um, doesn't have touch screen. It's got a 2K display instead of 3K. So it's just. Bringing down the specs. This one though has the HDMI output, uh, has a few more of the outputs, whereas the the Pro kind of like other brands Pros uh, lacks a few things. So I I I got to say I really like this one in that price point. Um, the MateBook 14 is 17.99. Good value. The entry level D14 is 11.99. Now it's still a metal body construction without the digitally chamfered edge and all that kind of stuff, but still metal bodies construction, which is rare at that price point. Very rare at that price point. Still thin at 15.9 mil, weighs 1.38, 14-inch display. Like, nothing to hate about this laptop. It's It doesn't look as premium around the screen as the 14 and the X-Pro, but it still looks premium because the screen goes all the way to the edge again. Like, it's pushing the boundaries. As a family... Of products. It's excellent. Now, I don't know, know too many people with Huawei smartphones anymore, but if you do, you've got that tap and share Huawei smart share system that is brilliant, but unfortunately, not a lot of people using that anymore. Um, 56 watt hour battery, 100 minutes for a full charge, 65 watt uh, fast charge and about 11 hours battery life, and not to uh, 78% in about an hour. So the charging capabilities are right up there. I just think. That when it comes to laptops, if you were to sit even the base model here, the D14, side by side with anything else at 1200 bucks, I think this may be one of the thinnest you can get and certainly looks probably the nicest because it's got that metal body construction. So while Huawei have been knocked down in terms of the mobile space in Australia, they got right back up again with a lot of other products. They've got their FreeBuds audio products. These laptops, they announced a, a tablet we put up on EFTM this week as well. Oh, they're, they're not slowing down. You know, I think it's a smart move to keep pushing as a brand. I had no problem with their laptop last year, and this looks like it's going to be just as good. Uh, the MateBook X Pro, three grand, The MateBook 14, 17 The MateBook D14 is eleven ninety nine, dollars 99 And uh, you can find all their products online. I've put up some photos of the family of products. I'm going to put up a slightly more detailed review of the X Pro, I think, on the website. Um, you can find all those uh, products at uh, the Huawei website. Uh, if you want to go kind of direct, it's consumer.huawei.com consumer.huawei.com But uh, the details and the links are all up at eftm.com, including some photos of the whole family of uh, MacBook products from Huawei. Trevor Long taking your calls. Anthony's on the line. Good day, mate. How you doing?
2: Yeah, good day, Trevor. Yeah, I've, good. Thanks. I've
1: decided we're saying Merry Christmas from now on. Okay, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you. What can I do for you, mate?
2: So we're looking at a um, we've got a very bright room at home. So yep. we're looking at something in sort of the 80, 80 inch, seventy five inch TV. That's going to be able to be going to to see it in the room that it's it's in. The current yep. one we've we've got there's just too much light on the screen just to actually you know, appreciate what's there. So,
1: How much what light are we
2: sort of, talking about? How, what sort of TV you got there now? Oh, it's a Samsung, 70, 75 inch Samsung. Yeah. Um, just what the brand name, uh, model number is, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. sure. How old is it do you reckon? Oh, it's only a couple of years old. Really? So it's got, in the room it's in, it's got glass basically on three sides. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, and it's out in pretty much in the open. So. um, Obviously in the house, but I'm still on the roof, but it still lets in a lot of light.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got a budget in mind?
2: Um, Sort of about eight or nine grand.
1: Well, mate, you're in luck because that's the high end of the market and you're not going to be disappointed there. Um, I'll be honest. I I would be nervous about giving you a direct recommendation on on a single TV product. But I think the most important thing I can do is give you the technical terms to look for when – Comparing these products, um, yeah. you've got basically, and I, I also wouldn't be wedded to Samsung. Are you absolutely wedded to Samsung on this? Oh, I think because we've, we've got Samsung's
2: two TVs, and both of them are Samsung's, that,
1: and they were sort of not you happy, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, happy
2: with them, yeah.
1: I'll oh, put it this way, mate LG, Samsung, Sony, all amazing, nothing to worry yeah. about, even Hisense, nothing to worry about at all. So, if you see any of those big four brands, Sony, Samsung, LG, Hisense just and and it meets any of these criteria tick the box mate get it you'll be fine um yeah. especially when you're talking 75 inches plus where we're really looking at you know some quality televisions there now yeah. the the thing you want to look for is is a thing called nits not like the kids get but nits is a brightness measure and yeah. there's there's peak nits and then there's an average nit so you'll see different terminology but that's the thing you really want to judge these TVs by you want to judge um Essentially, you know, in terms of spec sheets, what is a how does a Samsung compare to a an LG compared to um, a, a Sony? Peak nits is is going to be the measure. I would I would hazard to guess that you probably need to eliminate OLED from the mix. The LG top technology, which would be amazing, uh, especially in your budget, you could do something beautiful. But they are a very shiny screen. I'm looking across my office now, and I've got a bunch of uh, LG TVs on the wall and a, an a LG OLED, the LG yeah. OLED is a much uh, glossier screen. And so the light will refract in a very different way. Um, so that initially will kind of rule that out, I think. Um, whereas yeah. Sony makes some cracking TVs right now, and I reckon they will challenge Samsung for peak brightness. Yeah. So I would want you to have a look at what Sony's got on offer at the top end and and compare it to Samsung. I, I think you're probably best off looking at Samsung's latest technology, which is they call it Neo QLED. Um, yeah. And what that means is it's got this thing called mini LEDs behind it, which is how it creates the light. Um, and the peak brightness may well be better there. Um, so just just for my own info,
2: doesn't Samsung do a TV that they recommend you can use outside?
1: Yeah, or well, the terrace is what it's called. Um that would be an epic bit of kit to be getting just to be indoors. I don't think you need it. Honestly, yeah. that's that's next level. And mm. it's also big, chunky, it's not a it's not a very pretty looking TV. Yeah, right. I I, yeah. I mean mate, I know you've got the windows and everything, but you've got to remember that how much what percentage of time is spent watching television in daylight versus quality television watching after hours? Do, well, do, do you know what I mean? Only,
2: for me, me personally. That's not even my day off, so not a lot. But my wife does watch it during the
1: day. Yeah, um, t- totally. I um, would, but but also, and no, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anyone that's at home during the day. But even my wife might be at home during the day, working or cleaning, or when I have a day off, I'm at home. But you're actually you're really sitting on the on the lounge watching TV for six hours, right? Mm. It's just on, and. Yeah, I'm just I'm just nervous about spending too much of your energy on getting achieving that brightness figure when you don't want to compromise on quality. <laughs> but you're going to spend yeah. good money. You've got a budget that will suit. So that's not yeah. going to be an issue for you. Um the Yeah, I I can't think off the top of my head of of a particular brand or model that I've been, you know, sold on that, that they've said to me peak brightness, et cetera. Et cetera. but I think you'll find Samsung's Neo Q L E D um, will have a very, very good level of um, of peak brightness. I'm So the so the higher
2: the number the, the, the higher the brighter it is, is, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll give
1: you an example. I had some laptops in this week. Um, Huawei were, were saying to me the the peak brightness on these is four hundred and they were like that's there's three models. This one's three hundred, this one's three fifty, and this one's four hundred. And they say that's mm-hmm. you know best in class. And then I had one from a company you'd never who you would never heard of that do these outdoor rugged, you know, for, for mining and stuff, peak brightness, 1,500. Mate, I shot a video on, of this thing. It was hard to see it. It was that bright. Yeah, right. So it really does make a difference. And the other thing is, even on your existing TV, how much work have you done digging into the settings?
2: Yeah, no, we had a look at that the other day and went, went through that and brightened it up as much as well Right to a point where, you you know, you could still enjoy it without sort of going over the top.
1: So just, I mean, just be mindful that there's different picture modes um, yeah. because, yep. and that's what they're for, um, is for, you know, creating that, that level. Samsung, I'm just trying to look online as quick as I can here. You're looking at, you're probably going to get a peak brightness of 1900 on a QNED. Um, uh, if you could find your existing model number when you get home mm. and and look up the, the, the original specs of it. Yep. Um, it might be interesting to see, whether you can compare your because no point spending two grand, let alone eight grand, on yeah, a TV a, if you're coming no, home no, yeah, with a yeah. hundred nits more. Yep. Yeah. No point. Yeah. You're better off spending all that money on blinds.
2: Yeah, yeah. we, we, we live at the beach, so I'm sort of reluctant. No to- one
1: wants to. You don't want to shut off the view. <laughs> no, shut off the view. No. <laughs> and maybe uh, let's let me just look now. Samsung Terrace, uh, peak nits okay and that's how nerdy it is you can literally you know look that up and uh, 4000 nits right so it's double mm. but the peak and the sustain number will be very different but that's the same for any test you do um, but that's where you'll really measure the difference um, yep. I'm going to go LG OLED even though I told you to eliminate it because uh, they do have a, a, a great contrast rate yeah peak on an OLED is 870 so, yeah, right. I'd love to know what the what the peak brightness of your existing TV is versus mm. a Neo QLED, and I think that'll help you. That'll help you shop. Okay. All right.
2: We'll start looking there. Start then, from first. your
1: benchmark, mate. Start from what you've got today, and you yeah. know, put it, if if it's is it mounted on the wall or sitting on a bench. Yeah.
2: No, it's on the on the wall.
1: See. If, I mean, if you've got the original box or a seat, it'll be easier. But otherwise, you know, take your phone around the back with the torch on and try and take a flash photo of the. Mm. The serial number, and you. No, my wife, my wife,
2: not have the receipt. She keeps all that sort of she's, stuff. She's got
1: all that. So yeah, that sort of stuff, it'll yeah. be a stupidly weird product number. But find yeah. that product number, and yeah. uh, and do just look up the spec sheet, the original spec sheet. Peak nits or nits brightness. Um, if you get a number that's a thousand or below, then mate, just go straight to JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman and buy yourself a new one. If you're yeah. getting a number that's fifteen hundred or so, then. Yeah. I'd just be nervous as to whether an off-the-shelf model is going to do anything, and then you need to take your wife to Harvey Norman and say to her, "Here's the Terrace TV. This is what it looks like." Because I'm telling you, it's a That's thick, it chunky like. bastard. Yeah, it's like right. ten centimeters. It's a, it sits off the wall. It's big. Yep. Um, but it looks spectacular in the in the daylight. And it's even though they say it's an outdoor TV, they don't say it should be in direct sunlight or even exposed to the weather. It's actually meant yep. to be just kind of roughly exposed. Yeah, so actually yep. your circumstance may be utterly perfect for it <laughs> mm. um, and okay. and it's a year- old TV now so you may actually find decent prices on it if you can track one down yep do they come in that size yeah they, they've got have got a 75 and a 65 in the terrace
2: 75 is the best biggest they got yeah yeah
1: and that's the other thing mate with the money you're willing to spend with the greatest respect you're talking peak TV buying numbers mm. um, you can also buy a much bigger TV much bigger uh, yeah. 85 inch tv should be for that money i'd be looking at the samsung neo QLED. on the 85 is like 11 12 grand but i can't imagine it wouldn't be discounted and coming close to your price range so i know that's the terrace is now probably a six grand tv as opposed to a seven or eight grand tv that it was when it first launched so yep It's not a bad time to be looking at that TV. And because it was nearly a year ago it was launched, I'm not saying there's a new one coming out. It's certainly not going to make a big difference. Um, Harvey's, if they've got them, would be willing to move them. So good negotiation tactic. Yep.
2: Yeah, sounds good. We might have a look there first.
1: Let me know how you go, Anthony. Good luck. All right. Thank you very much. Happy TV shopping. Good on you, mate. Cheers. And uh, if you've got a TV question like Anthony, tough one that one because, you know, good budget, happy days. But – It's a very specific need. And look, there'd be someone else that knows these numbers off the top of their head, but it's the kind of thing the the peak brightness, the knit rating, it's the kind of thing you need to look for in the spec sheets. And yeah, you you might struggle even to find that. Like I'm looking on the JB website under the details, which is where they list all the specs. I don't see knits, I I don't see it listed. So you're going to need to go to the manufacturer website and find the the detailed spec sheets. Tough one. I'd love to know what Anthony gets up to there. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a question, go to the website EFTM.com. G'day Craig.
3: G'day, Trevor, how are you? Mate, really good. What can I do with you? What a pleasant surprise. Actually I sent you an email on the weekend and I thought you you wouldn't respond but you're, you're a legend. You responded, so that's great. You got Wi-Fi so, um, issues at home, boss. I've got some Wi-Fi issues. Um, I let, sent you all that. You got the details there anyway. Um, but the internet speed sends in quite well. Um, so we've got a Telstra smart modem, which is located in the kitchen. It's so you, a, say, um, you said
1: to me, your download speeds are fifty, and your uploads are fifteen. Correct. So what are you paying for from Telstra? Do you know what speed plan you're on? Um, it's the it's the second highest, whatever you call it, because they
3: can't they can't offer me the highest one.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's the fifty.
3: If you getting it's
1: ninety dollars, it's ninety dollars <coughs> a,
3: a week. I think is eighty five ninety dollars a month. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. And what one is that? Not satisfactory enough for you? What are you trying to achieve? Well,
3: well, what happens is um, at times um, when I use the computer, I've got an Apple um, computer, um, yep. and I'm about about two or three meters away from the Wi-Fi box. It just tends to just hover. It, it just tends to uh, like get stuck or whatever the case may be. So I thought that maybe um, you know this the, the place is is a single dwelling, um, three bedroom place. Um, on the other side, there's another dwelling as well, too. There's a bit of a firewall there in a well. So I thought yeah. that's maybe stopping the Wi-Fi. But I, it doesn't seem to me – the Wi-Fi and the TV, Netflix, all that works. Everything works perfectly. Apple works. Apple Music works perfectly. But for some reason, I just thought that maybe um, it needs to increase the range or this, increase the signal strength or the speed. I thought maybe that Orbi – you always talk about the Orbi system. So I thought that maybe – uh, a unit may help assist with that.
1: I'd I'd love to say to you, go and spend all the money in the world on an Orbi, but if you're sitting three to five meters away, yep, and the Wi-Fi's slow, yep, that's not good. And and I I can't be sure that another system is going to fix that. Feels yes. more fundamental, right? Because <clears throat> if you're if you're sitting close, um, and is the TV far away from it or close to it?
3: And it's the TV is about um, two or three meters away. The TV works fine. It's just that sometimes when I connect with my MacBook um, and I'm sitting in the in the lounge, which is an open plan area, mm. it sometimes um, it just gets. Get stuck sometimes. It's slow to. And
1: what else is on
3: the network? Who, how many windows? other people
1: are in the, in the house? Only or... two people. Only two people.
3: Uh, my son is at uni, so he can use his stuff. He's in another in room. Um, but it's just times it tends to jump in and out. Um, sometimes it goes, you know, that smart modem, it goes from, it's got that special SIM card in there. Sometimes oh, it no, jumps.
1: Right.
3: yep. Yeah, so sometimes it jumps, <laughs> but not all the times. But I thought that maybe getting one of those and, and, might get us 5G or whatever. I thought it could be maybe just a line. It's just a bad line. Um, Well, the other thing is when you say it's
1: slow, like do you know that it's – like are you looking at your Mac and seeing that it's taking a while for the Wi-Fi to connect or are you on the internet but it's just slow, like a a while? I'm on the
3: internet and it's just slow. Correct.
1: So, so it doesn't it connects but and it it's obviously an nbn slow. plan do you know what style of nbn i'm assuming fiber to the node if there's a limit on the speed you can get
3: um yeah i think it's um it's well is place it like is a normal phone old, line coming so in normal it's
1: a phone, phone line normal phone line coming in correct you, exactly. you, how long have you lived there
3: we only moved there about um last year <laughs> so um but the, the place is 20 years have old.
1: you noticed in other rooms of the house there's other phone connections no, well, there's no other phone connection. Back it's in the only phone we used connection. To
3: have yep. I totally agree. With? No, there's no phone connection. Okay. There's only one phone connection, which is in the kitchen. It's an open dwelling place. Three bedrooms. Um, split level. 176 square meters. Mm. So I just don't get it. I've I've talked to Telstra and they said to me, based on where you live, that's the fastest speed you're going to get. Mm. I'm not concerned about the speed. I'm no, not I was going to say the speed. The just, speed's just, not the issue.
1: Uh, yeah, I I'm very worried the, that it keeps um dropping over to 4G. Because in reality...
3: Some, it, it's probably once a month that drops over to 4G. They, you know, they say to me when wrong. it... That's wrong.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, the, totally you agree. know, people bag the NBN. And good on you. Well, I bag them. NBN. I don't care. Whatever. But the NBN ain't that bag. The NBN doesn't fail every month. Yep. It, it just doesn't. And if you're getting failures every month, then the NBN wouldn't want that. They would want to fix it. Now, are you on a contract with Telstra for any reason or shape or form for your internet?
3: It's unknown. It's always be of Telstra. That's Mate. all.
1: Pick up the phone and ring Aussie Broadband. Okay. Okay. Aussie call center. Great people. They will probably tell you straight off the bat because the first thing is, can you use your Telstra modem with Aussie Broadband? I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe when you cancel Telstra, they say, no, you've got to send it back. I don't know how that works. Worst case scenario, you've got to to get a a modem supplied from Aussie Broadband. And certainly because you're on fiber to the node, you definitely do need a modem. Um, because you can't plug an Orbi directly into your um, your wall and get internet. It. Yes. It's just not how great. it works. Um, yes. So you need a modem. Um, Aussie Broadband's 50 meg speed plan is only seventy nine dollars a month. So you're going to yes. save money <laughs> straight away. Um, if if you've got cape, if you're capable of a little bit more than that, their ninety nine dollar plan is actually even faster. So, and the thing about that is, if you're home, and Aussie should be able to tell you. This is the great thing about ringing them. They'll tell you everything they know. The NBN has data on your line, and it will say in their database, this house is capable of 63.2 megabits. Now, if you're capable of 62 and you pay for 100, you'll get 62. If you're capable of 62 and you pay for 50, you get 50. But again, that's not your concern. Your concern is not the speed. Your concern is just reliability of service. Aussies send you a modem. They get you hooked up. Mate, it switches over instantly. There's no downtime. It's all good, right? And then... If you notice these connectivity issues, and it's great with a, with a modem, it's just like, is the internet there or not? And if it's not there, then the question to the Aussie broadband is, why not? And I'm telling you, mate, their technical support is a million times better than anyone else I've ever dealt with. If there's a planned outage by the NBN, you know, they're coming to do something, you'll get a text message. It'll be in the My Aussie app. I had a friend who had an outage, and they got updates every 10 minutes about where the technician was, what he what he, he had said about the fault, all these things. It was unbelievable communication. So I would argue that from a tech support point of view I'd prefer that you got better internet than spent money on an Orbi right now. Sure. The long term is if you switch to Aussie and you get a more reliable connection that is it yes. doesn't switch off all the time but you still think that in the in the lounge room the speed's not as good as you would like then you invest in an Orbi. Sure. Then you in, once you've got good internet coming into the home reliable yeah. consistent and you decide it is the Wi-Fi that is the problem, then invest in an Orbi.
3: Yep. I think mean, the speed's fine. It could be the Wi-Fi. But if, it, if it was to go for Orbi if, the track, mate, what, if, what, that, um,
1: if, if that 4G is kicking in all the time, then it's not just the Wi-Fi. Something with, with the connection. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you were to go with an Orbi for you in a, you know, home where there's only a couple of people... Um, and you certainly don't have the fastest internet, you're probably not going to get the fastest internet for some time because it'll be probably five years before the NBN upgrades you to any form of fibre or anything like that, right? Um, then I would argue their basic Orby system is probably all you need. Just remind me again, you said about the size of the house. just 176 couldn't... square metres. I, I don't know how big that is. Uh, are we talking two uh, storeys? Three,
3: three, no, single dwelling, three bedrooms, open plan kitchen living. Um, um,
1: I would argue that if you were to invest in, and I call it an investment because it's more expensive than most people think, you know, 600 bucks for their basic system called the RBK353. Right. Now, the first number, the three, means it's their, like, so there's three, there's five, there's seven, there's eight. Um, the bigger the number, the better it is. But if you buy an eight, you're over, over-capitalizing. It's a seven, that's an $1,800 system. This system will connect all your devices and do all your things. It just won't give you gigabit speeds down the track. Six hundred bucks for the three five three, the third the third number, the other three, means there's three bits in it. So there's a router and two yes. satellites. The router sits yes. next to you and plugs into your Telstra modem. Disable yes. the Wi Fi on your Telstra modem, bugger it off, turn it off, and yes. then, then you put one of the satellites in the lounge room and you put yes. the other satellite nearer the bedrooms and then you've got yes. a great gotcha. Wi Fi network over the whole home.
3: Fantastic. That's awesome. I mean, with Telstra, I mean, I'm locking a few other things too because we've got um the Xbox on there, also we've got um we've always had the same email address, and it's funny enough. I listened to man. I listen to your uh, um your <laughs> podcast Bang last and week. And you guys are going on about it. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> exactly. So I can't transfer it at the moment. I have to work you're out something. Killing with
1: that. me. You are. I know. I know. I know. Yep. Yeah.
3: I get it. I had a laugh about it last week, actually, so
1: right, you're
3: on well. the pace. But I will, I will look at those two those Mate, options anyway. Look at those options and then
1: it. and then over Christmas, set up a Gmail account and yes. start the process. Even if it takes you yes. a year, start the process, break the shackles. If I said I to you today that you could save $20 a month by being with a different internet provider, which is not true, I'm not saying that, yep. but you would say to yourself, are we seriously spending $240 a year for an email address?
3: Well, that'll pay me for my Orbi. That, that's half my Orbi payment anyway. So that's the way I look at it.
1: Well, mate, then you need to start look, looking at <laughs> Anyway, it's a whole other world. Good Beautiful. luck, Craig.
3: Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate you taking my email. No
1: uh, worries at all. Have a great day and I'll keep
3: listening to you. Good on you, You're mate. Fantastic. Merry Christmas. All the best. Likewise. Happy New Year. Cheers. All the best.
1: Bye bye. And uh, look, I mean, the thing is, I think he just wanted to get an Orbi. And I just want to be clear. It's not always the answer. You know, you want the the, the money you spend to be the answer to a question. But if the question isn't, how do I fix my Wi-Fi? his question was a bit more in-depth. There was dropouts and things. So, But if your answer is, I use BigPond as my email address, then there's a lot of solutions that can't be brought your way. <laughs> anyway, uh, good on you, Craig. And uh, hopefully you get a long-term solution and things work out for you. Let me know how you go.
0: It might sound crazy what I'm about to say, but Trevor Long's the world's best techie. He's the kind of guy we picked on at school, and it wasn't fair, but he just
1: an opportunity to give something away, and this one will be the simplest of the year. I promise you this. It will only require your EFTM ID. If you haven't got an EFTM ID? You download the EFTM app. And you sign up for an ID. If you've forgotten your ID, you re-download the EFTM app and you put in your information. You'll get the same ID back. the The e- ID is issued to an email and a, and a phone number. So it's linked to you for life. I got this opportunity from LG. They said, listen, do you want to give something away? I said, sure. I'd love to give something away. I love doing giveaways. just love it. It's good fun. They said, we've got a boom box. That's not what they said. They said they've got a uh, very specific product. It was a LG X Boom 360 portable speaker. Um, the LG X boom 360 portable speaker is a $649 gorgeous it looks like a well it looks like a different brand I'll just say that um, it's a gorgeous speaker and it's worth $649 I'm giving it away as second price that's right second price The LG XBOOM 360 will be second prize in our giveaway, which hopefully will launch tomorrow, Wednesday, but I've just got to do the terms and conditions, get it all working. But I've also got to confirm something with LG because the second part of the prize, they originally told me a certain thing. And when I look at the original link they send me, the value of the product is X. When I said to them, I'm all in, Send me the photos, send me the RRP. The value was Y. Now, I've worked out what Y is. Y is the value of the 65-inch LG QNED Quantum Dot Nano Cell Mini LED 4K TV. 65-inch, worth $4,679. However, because I'm a stickler, for Commitments I'm going to try and hold them to their original commitment <laughs> and existing commitment, which I think they just typed the wrong price of an 86 inch LG QNED 91 quantum dot nano cell mini LED TV valued at $8,399 RRP. Now, okay, so the RRP is not the retail price. The retail price of this specific TV at the Good Guys right now is six thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars, folks. Now that'll make it our second most expensive individual giveaway. Not the same as the—it's uh, kind of the third biggest total giveaway of the year, but the second biggest individual win of the year for a seven thousand-dollar TV. Look, I'll be—I'll tell you exactly why I think they stuffed up the price in my email, because I'm sure they're offering competitions to a lot of people and i'm sure someone got off at the 65 inch and the rrp was 4679 and when she copied and pasted that and sent it to me and changed the 85 she didn't change the price i i'm not sure i'll give away a 65 so we're giving away an 85 worth 7 grand 9 grand if you trust the uh, original rrp this is awesome this is it this is huge it's a great big brand new this is solid technology this is this is brand new 2021 technology, the mini LED, which is that multiple LEDs, like thousands and thousands of LEDs behind the LCD panel, that give you the light that mean you're getting a fantastic contrast and black and bright. So, giddy up, folks! So it is going to be as simple as, hopefully tomorrow, but you'll find out on the socials and whatnot. Um, download the EFTM app, make sure you've got your EFTM ID, and on the website. There'll be a form. You type your ID. If you type it wrong, it won't leave you. If you type it, try and type it twice, it won't leave you. If someone else has used your ID, you can't use it again. It's a one in, one out competition. One entry per ID at the end of the two weeks. I click a button, we have a winner. Simple as that. All you need is to download the EFTM app. Boom. Boom shakalaka. Simple. So uh, I'm excited. So download the app again if you haven't got it. And I'd love you to actually update the app if you haven't done that for a while. It'd be awesome if you signed up for notifications and made sure they're all working. We don't spam. We don't have a lot. We don't, like the most I think we would have done in a day would have been 10, maybe six. But some days we don't do any. Uh, but it's, it's an immediate notification as soon as an article is published. It's the best way to find out what's happening in the world of tech cars and lifestyle and most importantly, EFTM. Uh, and it's where you get your EFTM ID And if you are listening and this is the first time you've done it, can I just say one thing? When you sign up, you need to verify your mobile number. You'll get a text message with a six-digit code. That is not your EFTM ID. You need to put that text message code into the app and that will then give you your EFTM ID, like a two-factor authentication. Your EFTM ID will look like the word EFTM dash, letter, 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 dash, letter, 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 or it might be numbers, I don't know. But it's a kind of six-digit unique code after the EFTM. That's the thing you enter into the competition. I can't wait. It's awesome. It's a big prize. Massive thank you to LG. Their QNED technology is brand new for 2021. The mini LED technology is knock it out of the park good. And this will be an awesome prize. An 86-inch TV. That's a bigger TV than I've got. That's outrageous. And everyone is in the running. All right. I'm excited. Hope you are too. Yes. Podcast. Trevor, along with you. If you've got a question, go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Angus. How are you going, Trevor? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you, mate? Um, I'm just wanting to find out which is the better
4: phone to go with, whether it's the, the S20 FE or that A, I think it's the four the 475. They're roughly about the same price at the moment. Right, so you're
1: basically comparing a Galaxy A series to the FE series of the of the big name S, S series, yeah?
4: Yeah, correct.
1: You know, it's a, it's a really tight match, and I would probably err on the side of the S series for two yeah. reasons. One, it is a slightly better phone, and probably yeah. it's just, just more discounted, because you've got to remember the S20 you're talking about is now uh, you a know, year old. So yeah. your, your A52, for example, is this year's model, whereas your S20 is last year's, and your S20 has essentially come down in price. I think it's probably still got the specs over the A series, but yep. the other thing is, I would say to you is, just mate, on resale, yeah. What I know what you do with your phones afterwards, but whether you're eBaying, gumtraying, or handing me down, um, it's still important to think about, you know, how the thing. You know, we don't think about it like we do with cars. We think about depreciation. You should think about that with your phones. I would yep. argue the S series is a better better on sale than the than the A series. Um, okay. What have you got now? Um, I've got the ten e. Ten E. Yeah. I, I don't remember. What do the E stand for? Yeah. Oh uh,
4: that was the one when they came out. It was just the basic I think the basic S ten. Oh, uh,
1: that's right. They that was the first yeah. time they really separated out the range a bit, didn't they? I um, think so, yeah. Because
4: it came it came with the with the Galaxy buds as well. That's probably the reason why I got yeah, it. Yeah,
1: right, okay. Um look, the I think the S twenty FE will treat you well. Um yep. I would encourage you to look at other brands outside of Samsung in that price range, though, because you know a Google Pixel, um, TCL's top range. You know, there's some quality yep. phones in that price range. I know it sounds weird to swatch to switch, but it's still Android, yep. and so there's not actually a big leap. Um, Is it?
4: And um, will that affect? Because I've got the the buds, I've got it, no, I've got the Samsung uh, tablet work. as well.
1: Still works, mate. I don't. Still works, I don't. So. I can't think of too much that you'd be doing in your day. Yeah, that would not still work. How much actual interaction do you have between phone and tablet?
4: Um, well, I use my tablet quite a lot for for work.
1: Yeah, but what? It, what? It, how's the phone involved?
4: Um, oh, it's probably not really.
1: Yeah. So if yeah. even if you're hotspotting your internet, you can still do yep. that with uh, with your uh, with any any phone, an iPhone for, for okay. crying out loud, right? Um, yep. If your email is like a Google or something, then it's all in the cloud. So it's it's irrelevant what brand you have. It's only yep. with things that, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like, but Huawei Share and uh, AirDrop. But I don't really see a lot of that with Samsungs. you know, sending photos between devices and stuff like that. Um, yep. And also apps that use the Samsung account. So if you had a very strong Samsung ecosystem at home, um, yep. Like, you know, your washer and dryer and all that stuff, you get notifications. But you can also, i got, I got an iPhone, and my Samsung address with the clothes thing tells me when it's complete. It's, I can still use it. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So don't rule it out just when you're looking around okay. because you might get a more current model, same price, um, even more features. So just have a little browse around and you know, never know what you might see. But otherwise, I'd land on the S20 FE, no dramas at all. Okay.
4: Oh, well, thanks a lot for your for your time.
1: My pleasure. What show were you listening to when I interrupted uh, the phone call? Um, well, I listened to the,
4: um, Silence of the Lambs, and I, listened, oh, yeah. I was listening to the other one. Oh, the, I can't remember what the your, – your last one that you had.
1: Was it um, – no, it wasn't The Sound of Music, the movies. Jeez, what movie did we do last yeah. week? Um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Fifth Element, Jaws.
4: Jaws, that's right, yeah, Man. Jaws. Uh, have yeah.
1: You, you've seen that before?
4: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, well, I, I didn't mind it at all. So, mate, what, what what do you think of the movie podcast? It's a bit of a crazy thing for us to be doing, but it's a bit oh, of fun. It,
4: it, oh, it's great because there's some things that you when you point out, um,
1: and you just go,
3: oh, that's right."
4: And you, you remember certain parts that when you guys pointed it out, it's
1: great. Excellent. Well, that's really good to hear, mate. Well, yeah. uh, when you get time, leave a rating and review on the old uh, iTunes store for us, mate. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. All right, buddy. No worries. Well, you'll be great. using what are you using? Pocket Cast or something? Are you? Uh, Spotify. Oh, good. Oh, I don't know yeah. if there's a way to leave a yeah. thumbs up or something so that everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'll do that. Just a quick question yeah, in case in case you don't know. Yeah. Have you heard of My Family Cinema?
1: My Family Cinema? No. What's that? Mm.
4: Have a look because if you've got an Android uh, box, you know, all your Stan, Amazon, Netflix, Apple, you you basically I paid I think eighty two bucks for the whole year, and you get all of those even the latest movies that have come out like the new James Bond um, that's on the box now. And you you know you're probably paying about six Aussie a month. That's if you're doing um, that's if you're doing the four screens, um, and it works out you know way cheaper than. So hang on, do you get com-
1: an actual Stan account, or are you getting just the content that's on Stan?
4: Everything. Stan, Netflix, um, Amazon, Apple, they're all on there. I don't know how, how it works, um, but it's it's like they're all combined together.
1: Right. Sounds dodgy as hell, but, um, you know, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, well it's been going for for a few years now. Yeah, They've got right. all
4: their own Facebook accounts and um Instagram accounts and everything else.
1: But to be clear, you it you, it's a separate box. So the box is not the My Family Cinema. You're an Android box, what? you use My Family Cinema and then you log into a Stan account on My Family Cinema.
4: No, no, no. no. Um you log into My Family Cinema and Everything that you get on Stan, Netflix. Yes, that's that. what I'm saying.
1: I'm saying you're not yeah. actually using Stan. You're using – it's just a whole bunch of content. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: uh, Look, sounds great. I wouldn't use it personally because I worry yeah. about its its true rights access and that kind of stuff. But yeah. hey, knock yourself out, champ. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
4: Well, thanks very much for the phone call.
1: Good on you, mate. And, uh, okay. yeah, good on you. And if you got a question like uh, Angus or you got some feedback or something, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com. Look, I'm not going to bag my family cinema. They may be amazing, but I just you never never know what it all is, and I don't know who they are. I don't know how they operate. I don't know where they operate. And my worry with those things is always you become reliant on it, and then suddenly it just disappears because the rights holders catch up with them. Um, But it could just be that they're a great Value affordable option. Um, Let us know what you think if you're using it. I'd be curious to know more. All right, that's uh, that's a cracking show. Thanks for all your calls and emails this week. Um, If you need any details about the Huawei laptops, you'll find them at EFTM.com along with everything else going on in the world of tech. I'll be back on Thursday night with Stephen Fennick for Two Blokes Talking Tech. And on Friday, with another movie podcast this week, we are looking at American Psycho. Um, And I will reserve my judgment until we record that podcast. If you're listening in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed, thank you for listening and please leave a rating and a review. It's always good to have new listeners to the EFTM podcast and thank you for downloading Tech Guide, the best movies you've ever seen and EFTM right here in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed. If you're listening in the EFTM feed and you're getting it just a day earlier because that's the uh, that's the advantage on a Tuesday, um, thank you for listening. And again, ratings and reviews, always welcome. Um, get in touch, go to the website, EFTM.com. Talk to you next week, folks. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.